All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. 3.06 and a positive Friday. How are you? Welcome back. Jason Greger Show with Connor Halley is always presented by PlayAlberta.ca. You can get in the game if you haven't tried it. Use the uh, promo code uh, SPORTS50 or Casino50 for either one. If you don't like to uh, bet on the games, you just want to try the casino, you can do either one at PlayAlberta.ca. Edmonton owners are back in action tomorrow night when they take on the Ottawa Senators. And it's time for our big guest of the day, brought to you by... The Spruce Grove Saints, exciting AJHL action. Uh, get your tickets at sprucegrovesaints.ca as they're into the uh, the second half of the season. Uh, trade deadline's right around the corner. Uh, what is it, uh, five days to, uh, to get your roster set? So uh, lots going on in the AJHL. Get your tickets at sprucegrovesaints.ca. And uh, we are joined by a gentleman, of course, who uh, patrolled the blue line for the Edmonton Orders for uh, many years, was part of their uh, management team for a bit. And uh, earlier this, uh, well, last summer, uh, he went to Ottawa and uh, late last month it was officially unveiled as he is the general manager of the Ottawa Centers as well as the uh, the president Steve Steos joins us Steve uh, welcome to the show congratulations uh, on the titles how you doing I'm doing I'm doing well Jason yeah good to hear from you yeah, well, Steve, this is, um, you know, this has kind of been a process for you in the making for a few years. Obviously, uh, you know, you worked with uh, Ann Lauer uh, before in Hamilton, obviously at a different level. And then, you know, you spent some time in the NHL uh, in a management role. I guess let's kind of maybe reverse it a little bit. When you were done playing, were you were you always someone who thought, you know what, you were you were more leaning to the management side than the coaching side? Was this kind of always the plan for you right from the time you retired or maybe even later in your playing years? Well, interestingly enough, I think when I when I was hired on with the Toronto Maple Leafs coming out of playing my last year with the Islanders, uh, um, Brian Burkett's, you know, kind of set the path for me to become a coach. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I was very fortunate to have such a long career and uh, uh, obviously wanted to stay in the game, great passion for the game. And, you know, but I felt that it was uh, coaching is, as you see, that, I mean, it's, you, you, it's, it's, there's no flexibility and uh, you, you're, you're, you're part of the group and, and it's full on. And so at that point in time, I wanted to kind of stay in, in player development. I, I had a short period of time there where I jumped on the bench, not unlike Daniel Alfredson has for us with the Ottawa Senators, but I did that with the Toronto Maple Leafs back, uh, um, you know, back in my time with them. And, and I, I really did enjoy it. I loved being on the bench. It's the closest thing, Jason, to getting back to, uh, to playing and he, 
get the juices flowing again. But certainly, I think my path at that point, I got to spend lots of time at, you know, we had a bit of a management shift in Toronto there and uh, um, a lot of good managers coming through. And I, I kind of got attached to, to the build and the team and, and all, all facets of the team. So um, it kind of happened naturally. I did love the coaching. And I think because of timing in my life with the uh, family i that's uh that's the path that i took yeah because uh you, you were on the bench there at the intern basis i was in 2015 and then later that summer you were named president of the hamilton bulldogs in the ontario hockey league and then the following year uh you you took on the role of uh of general manager as well uh, you guys won uh two titles in 2018 and 2022 uh you know you were ontario uh hockey league's uh, gm of the year uh the second championship that you won so you know you had a lot of success to you so i know the nhl is different but but the management type, like the GM, there's obviously trades. And I remember talking to you at the, the rink here. He kind of joked about, man, we made a lot of trades. And, you know, they, they almost changed the rules in the Ontario Hockey League for how many tra- draft picks you could trade <laughs> uh, because of it. But, um, you know, now that you're in the NHL, and, and I know it's only been a few months on the job, but how different is it from being a president and GM in the Ontario Hockey League compared to the NHL? Is it too early to tell yet? No, I think I can answer the question pretty accurately. I, I don't <laughs> I want to say this. It, it's it's different, um, but if going off the same core principles and values and on your team build and, 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 you know, the way you conduct your business, there are similarities. There are restrictions in the Ontario Hockey League and managing and, you know, roster size and managing, you know, that there are, there are obviously restrictions on how, and uh, rules that every team has to, to follow, no different. I mean, the salary cap is a little more complicated. I think yeah. there's 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 other elements to it. But um, um, when it when you do it in junior, you're really doing it. I know on my own, I had a staff, but here there we have people in place that that, that are responsible for all those areas. But uh, um, I think there are there are some major differences as far as. Uh, you know, actually, uh, you know, what, what you can and cannot do. But at the same time, I think the, the build and the core principles on how we want to do things uh, is the same. What are your core principles, Steve? Well, we, we want to, we want to be like all teams. You want to have a competitive team. You want to have a high character team. Um, I think the, what's really encouraging here in Ottawa is, is we have a lot of those core components in place. Um, you know, we have a, a really young team still, in my opinion, uh, from an experience standpoint. Um, and uh, it takes time to build and it takes time for these players to gain that type of experience. Um, but I think the encouraging thing is that we have a lot of those core pieces in place. And now it's up to us to sort of to nurture it and, and, and make sure we create the vi- environment around our players and, um, you know, the supports that they need to to be able to uh, reach their full potential. Steve Stales joins us, uh, of course, uh, GM and uh, president of the uh, Ottawa Senators who take on the Oilers tomorrow night. And you mentioned those core, like we can name the guys. You know, you you, know, you obviously have Stutzel and, and Norris and and uh, Brady Kachuk up front, and you know, there's Sanderson and Shabbat and, and many others. Uh, you know, across uh, uh, your roster, and I like how you word that. You know. We, they're inexperienced in just you know playing games and you know got three years in the league might seem like a lot but you played in the league a long time and i'm sure if we talk to steve Steos after year three to steve Steos after year 10 it's probably night and day is is how much more comfortable you felt in the league and how to play in the league and how to compete every night in the league so how do you how do you nurture them steve because i saw and i know every organization's different but i felt the mistake sometimes teams do is they want to go young but then they forget to have those veteran guys around them and the young guys just get crushed all the time. And then that, that seems to extend the learning curve. How do you, where do you view that? Do, do you need like more Claude Giroux and other guys to help your young players really know what it takes to compete every night in the NHL? I think really you're making a great point on that. And it's the, the league has changed where I got signed in, you know, I was 37 years old and got signed to play with the New York Islanders. Uh, when they had the young John Tavares and Josh Bailey and Travis Hamnuck and Kyle Pozo and it was myself and Jay Pendolfo and Brian Rolston. So to your point, um, I think the league has changed quite a bit over the years. There's not as many of those players that have the opportunity to play as long as we did under the current system and, and, and salary cap. So, um, but, but it's a good point. I mean, it's, 
you know, to, to the, these young players are eager. Uh, my players never cheat me on effort. Uh, this core group works every night. Um, yeah, of course, like Claude Giroux has been, has been perfect for this group because he's lived it and seen it. And he's been a captain. Um, the other element is, you know, in a Canadian market and some of the bold statements that were made about this group, even prior to me coming on, um, you know, they raise the expectations. And when you have high character players, like I feel we do, um, you almost extend yourself even further. And, and it's, I guess it's a good problem to have um, in a way, but certainly I feel like that's where that's, that's the phase, that's the growth phase that we, we're in as a, as a, as an organization. Steve Stales joins us. Uh, Steve, you bring in Jacques Martin, uh, Daniel Alfredson. Uh, you mentioned uh, you were kind of in a similar situation in Toronto. And, and I know for Ottawa fans, they really felt like reconnecting Alfredson with the organization was something they really wanted. And, and obviously he's there. So, you know, what, what are you kind of looking to analyze? You know, unfortunately, you know, barring an unbelievable second half, your team, unfortunately, is probably not making the playoffs. But these games are so important for next year to ensure that you're not in the same position. What, what do you, what do you kind of, what's your main thing that you want to see and evaluate from your team down the stretch here in the final 45 games? Well, everything we just talked about as far as adding a veteran adding veteran players if you could or uh you know watching our players develop and mature uh Jacques Martin brings a uh an incredible deal of professionalism to the game detail um and uh, and discipline and he's instilling that it takes time for a new coaching staff to be able to do that with the amount of respect and, and uh that Daniel Alfredson has and his experience and his competitiveness uh, I feel like that's a good combination to be able to continue to nurture this group and teach them some of the things that uh, they'll need to continue to work on um, as individuals and as a team moving forward. So it's a longer evaluation when you bring, you know, they're, they're, I, I've, you know, we study the championship teams in the build and we, and, and as far as timing of it, when you look at when, when the Tampa Bay's of the world drafted their core players, there's quite a bit of time in between that that moment until they get to that championship form. And I think that that, that needs to be understood. Um, I've seen teams that have made mistakes that have gotten a little bit too eager. Um, but I, I believe that this is the right group with Jacques, Alfie, and of, of course the experience of Jack Capuano, who's been a head coach in our league before, to really dig in on some of those details that it's going to take and build the right culture in and around this group. Um, and watch them take hold. It does take time, unfortunately. We're all competitive people, and we want to win every night, and our players do believe that we can win on any given night. Um, so balancing that along with making sure that this this build is done properly and when we are ready to go, um, that uh, that the team is, is, is truly ready. You guys definitely have skill up front, uh, you know, and you, know, you look at Shabbat and Sanderson on the back end. Uh, I, I think Ottawa's skill there is, is not really a big question. It, learning how to play defense, Steve, and I mean, you played the position. I, I think you'd, like it's hard. It's hard to do, to want to commit to doing it all the time. And it seems in today's NHL now, as much of team defense, there's even more of an onus on the forwards to have good back pressure and, and be as sound defensively, you know, to protect your, and protect's probably the wrong word, support your defenseman more so, right? Um, how do you, how do you feel you instill that? And is that kind of the main focus that you're hoping Jacques Martin and Alfredson do is that we, you teach those guys the importance of it. And do you view Jacques Martin as kind of a one year thing or is there a chance he'll be your full time coach next year? Yeah, to, to your first question, it, it is a five-man unit in defending, and I think you can point to the change in the rules in the NHL uh, to how the game has changed and uh, um, the ability to hold up, the ability to uh, uh, you know box out. Uh, they've taken, they've 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 made it a more offensive game. It's a much more entertaining game. There's more skill. They did it for all the right reasons, but from a strategic standpoint, uh, it does take all five players on the ice to be able to. Uh, uh, to, to not only defend, but also to break the puck out. I mean, it's just so fast now. Everything's The, the rule changes have, have, have led to that. Um, as far as Jacques and his future with our organization, I, I believe that his insight and his experience will always be valued with us, um, you know, along with, obviously, his, uh, his history and success with our organization as well. Not the ultimate success, but certainly he... Um, he was a pillar in the in in uh, the uh, 
uh, in the build of the Ottawa Senators and the respect that they got around the league as they as they as they grew into uh, uh, you know a, a, an NHL franchise that, that started to have some success, he was a big part of that. Um, and I think you know that I have the respect for for the people in our league. Uh, you know, my time in Edmonton, yep. some of the some of the gentlemen that uh, certainly uh, helped create the environment here uh, should be respected. But uh, uh, certainly, Jacques. It, you know, is here for on the interim basis. Um, he's had a wonderful career. I think he brings great value to our organization. Uh, again, great, great level of professionalism for us. So um, I do believe that this for Jacques will be something that he'll he'll leave as a lasting memory uh, and as a lasting legacy to to this young core moving forward. Uh, lastly, Steve, we're getting close to the game forty one mark. Uh, Shane Pinto has the uh, the forty one game suspension. Um, are, are you confident and expecting that, that that he'll be on the ice for you guys as early as Game Forty Two? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, he'll be. He's 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 skating now and uh, officially will re- rejoin our team um, uh, on January tenth to be able to start practicing with our group and uh, leading into uh, leading into him coming back to play for us. Uh, a huge addition for your team, I would think. Right? Uh, you know, good young player and. I, I guess the last one for you, Steve, and I appreciate your time today, is leading into the trade deadline, kind of uh, without tipping your hand on it, what, what's the approach for a team that you feel like it? You know, it's a long build? And sometimes I find the mistake some teams will make is they get rid of guys and, you know, oh, we're going to get draft picks. But you've a lot of your young core pieces are in place. I'm not saying you don't need draft picks, but you want good NHL players. So what what do you kind of can you tip your hand a little bit on what's your approach going to be at the deadline? I think time will tell. Really, I think the, the the market the market sometimes dictates these things. You know, I think obviously I'd like to add in certain areas to be able to continue to move this thing in the right direction. I will be, you know, out and we're doing the work and being aggressive to to identify those areas. I I, I don't think that uh, you know, regardless of where you think your team is, I think it's a, it's an important time to. Uh, uh, to try and take take advantage of, of certain situations if they are there and they're not always there yeah. uh, to try and force something into in, into your team or to try and do something rash is has never been uh, you know what what we've set out to do here we've taken a, a, a you know a process driven uh, when I, when I say patience it's not patience because we work at it every day and if there, there are opportunities we'll take advantage of it but uh, certainly it's gonna have to make sense and um, uh, I guess time will tell on on what the opportunities uh, might might become as we really close to the deadline. Steve, uh, continued success! Congratulations on, on the on the dual role, and uh, uh, good luck tomorrow night. I appreciate it. Thanks, Jason. That's uh, Steve Steos, of course, uh, president and uh, GM of the Ottawa Senators. And you know what? Uh, like a strategy there. Hey, you know what? Uh, it takes time. You don't want to rush it. And it feels their main responsibility is they got to support their core players in Ottawa. Um, that, that seems to be a message you've heard a lot that, um, you know, under the previous ownership group, there was a lot of chaos as a polite way to say it. There's a lot of chaos and it's hard to have success in any job when there's chaos around. And I think that they, the new owners, uh, and Lauer has a reputation of, of not being that type of guy. So automatically I think you're going to have less chaos and, it's hard to win, though. I think Steve, I, I like what he said. You know what? It's hard to win. I get that Brady Kachuk and they want to win, but they're going to have to become better defensively. It's just a fact. And, you know, I think that's probably the best thing you'll get from Jacques Martin. And then uh, I fully expect a, a new head coach uh, sometime in the summer. Uh, when we return, uh, he's hot on the ice and uh, now hot off of the ice with a clothing line. Ryan McLeod will join us next on The Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. 327. Welcome back. Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440 Live, Oilers Nation YouTube. And uh, we got a very special guest joining us uh, in studio from the uh, Edmonton Oilers as we get to the uh, oil reports brought to you by VolvoCarsEdmonton.com. Uh, and uh, hey, uh, if you're looking for a great deal and great service, there's no better place to go. They are the number one Volvo dealership in Canada. VolvoCarsEdmonton.com. Stop in this weekend, try test drive. I highly recommend the XC90. And uh, ask for Jordy. There you go. And uh, we are joined now in studio. 
He's uh, he's uh, red hot on the ice, but today we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, what he's doing off of the ice. Uh, Ryan McLeod joins us. Ryan, how you doing, my man? I'm good. Thanks for having me on the show. Hey, I appreciate you coming down. So uh, I noticed you got the uh, uh, the cloudy uh, clothing line. Now, are you the first member to have his own clothing? Like, is Evander Kane quite jealous you have your own clothing line? Like, how's that go? Did you give him one? Uh, yeah, I think I gave quite a few guys on the team some stuff. I don't know if they're they're wearing it yet, but I'd like to see some uh, some posts or something like that. But uh, yeah, it's great. It's been great so far. So kind of t- now you're helping the Strollies. So tell me how you got involved with this. Um, so with the partnership I have with my uh, car dealership, uh, Bob at the, uh, the Volkswagen here at the West Edmonton mall, we, uh, last year made a, uh, just did like kind of a, kind of a signing and did a little donation to the Stollery and we went into the Stollery, you know, met a bunch of the kids. And then this year we were, you know, kind of looking to do something a little bit bigger, maybe make a little bit bigger donation, kind of give a little bit more back to the community. And we just kind of came up with this line and then we uh partnered with flannel fox and did an amazing job so it's been uh really smooth so far so you got uh, you're wearing and anybody who's watching and we'll take some photos uh you have the uh, the hoodie you have uh t-shirts and then you have the long sleeve is that right yeah yeah we got the uh the t-shirts actually right here so i could hold it up i don't know if you guys oh yeah i see, see that now what's they got the little skate emblem there yeah so kind of uh our kind of main things we were building off of were you know the hockey smile and then uh also, like the, the the skates, like fast skater thing. So we kind of built off that, and it's uh, designs came out, you know, amazing. And uh, yeah, it's great. Well, it was good timing. You mentioned fast skater, of course, uh, winning the fastest skater uh, last night. So uh, that's always good. Now you mentioned the hockey smile. Like you don't, like you don't have faked. Because I know a lot of guys who will take their teeth out when the game's on. You roll around all the time. Like, do you have t- temporary fake, or are you just going with the hockey smile twenty four seven? I I do have temporary fakes. Um, but I, I just, I never kind of like wore them for the first like little while. And then every time I throw them in, the guys are always like, you look so weird with them in. Like, <laughs> it's not you. So, um, you know, if we're going for like dinner or something somewhere nice, I throw them in. But other than that, I kind of roll, roll toothless. Now, do you find them uncomfortable because you don't wear them very often? Uh, yeah, the first like hour is always an adjustment period where you're like, oh, this is brutal. It's like wearing like a retainer or mouth guard. Okay. Kind of. You got a lisp when you wear them? Uh, yeah, I kind of have a lisp <laughs> without it too, though. So it doesn't, okay. It's, uh, yeah, it's a lose-lose, to be honest. So now you mentioned how, you know, giving back to the stall and you know, you go in to see some of those kids as a player and is it... Is it odd the first time to kind of be like, man, like I've never met some of these kids, but they're so excited to meet me? For sure. Uh, you know, it's it's uh, you know never you know great when they're in there for them, but uh, it's a great you know thing that we're giving back to them. Uh, it's crazy to see you know how how uh, involved we are in the community. You know, the the fans love us. You know, from little kids to, to the parents, so it's uh, it's always fun going in. They're always super excited. You know, we bring a pretty good group of Oiler guys to go there, so it's uh, it's been great. When you do you have a, a memory of, you know, like a, a visit that really stood out to you uh, one time at the Stollery? Uh, I think kind of just meeting every kid, uh, you know, they're usually, you know, in a room and they're kind of bored. You know, they don't really have much to do there. And I think if we can go in and, and just lighten their day or just kind of give them someone else to talk to, cheer them up, it's it's uh, you know, it's great for us. And, you know, it only takes like, a little bit of our day, so it's not really you know, anything tough to do. So it's it's uh it's really amazing. Well, I remember Taylor Hall telling me when he was young in the league, he's like, man, like I got a lot of spare time in my hands. Like, so it's, it's not a, it's, it's kind of refreshing for me. Like I get to feel like I'm going to do something for sure. Yeah. I mean, they do uh, the, you know, the community of Edmonton does so much for us. And you know, anytime we get to give back, it's, it's, uh, that's really good. So now how can people, if, if they want to help support, because obviously, uh, you know, you're selling the hoodies and the t-shirts and everything. Um, and, and the money's going to the stallery. Uh, where's it, where's the easiest place? Cause you're doing a signing today at four o'clock right here in the mall, correct? Yes. We, uh, it's actually a little pop-up shop too. There's going to be, uh, you know, the cloudy merch there, but I think, uh, if you go on to, I think it's the flannel Fox's website, they have all the, the cloudy line there and, and, uh, even the, uh, West Edmonton mall Volkswagen store has it up. So. Um, I posted a few Instagram things, so if you want to go through that, also it's it's all right there. Okay, and uh, you mentioned so you're doing the signing today from uh, from four to uh, five o'clock uh, here in the mall, uh, but you brought in a few of your teammates that are coming down as well. Yeah, we got uh, Warren Fogle and Connor Brown coming out. Um, you know, we do the signing now, and then um, I think later this month or earlier next month we're going to go to the Stollery and, and meet some of the kids again. So that's always a fun time, also. Now, uh, yesterday, Evan Bouchard was uh, chirping Fogel, saying, well, if there was a hardest snapshot, he, you know, he probably would have a really good chance. Not necessarily the hardest slapper, but uh, with Cody Cece winning, because a lot of people had Bouchard winning, is there, how is the internal chirping going on right now? The Cody, like, not only one, but pretty convincing win at 102 miles an hour. Yeah, I'm going to dial back to the, the Fogel comments. Um, 
his snapshot is insanely hard. You you see some of the I guess they they post uh, the shot trackers now on the NHL yeah. games, and you see some of them they're like ninety ninety five miles per hour. I'm like holy, but uh, I had my money on Bush winning it too. Um, I know CC was hungry. He didn't have a great showing last year, and he came back and he <laughs> he was hammering the puck. So it was good to see. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, we're not going to let Bouchard off too easy on that one. How, like, if you had to guess, what would your slap shot come in at? Oh, uh, slap shot? I don't know if I've ever have even... I was, I was just going to say, I'm trying to think if I've ever seen you take a slap shot in the NHL. I don't think I have one yet. I might pull one out tomorrow and <laughs> maybe get it clocked in, but I'd say, like... Next empty netter, just just hammer a slapper to say, there you go, I got one. Yeah, I probably missed the net, though. <laughs> I'd say around, like, 85, maybe. I don't know. 85. Not hard. Yeah, it's funny you say that because uh, Ryan McLeod joins us. Um, Zach Hyman said he got put in the, the hardest shot competition last year, and he goes, I don't think I'd taken a slap shot in 10 years. And Sam Gagne was quite funny yesterday because he was joking. He goes, like... There used to be seniority rules. The senior guys used to get to pick what awards. He goes, why am I in the hardest shot competition? So did you guys, how did it work? Do you pick and do some guy, do you put guys in a competition for the pure entertainment value for the teammates? Um, I want to say we don't, but I'm sure that the people behind the scenes are throwing, throwing some funny names in there. I think it's usually, you know, the, the, the senior guys kind of get to pick a bit what they want to do. You know, Gagne is obviously... Um, you know, a veteran on our team. I'm not sure how he got roped into that if he didn't want to do it, but uh, yeah, it's it's a fun event. I mean, it's it's funny to see the guys go either really high or really low. It's always you know funny to chirp after, so that's great. Oh, and it's very relaxing. Obviously, when you're on a six game winning streak, you've won 13 of your last 16 games. Like coming to the rink is always nice because it's it's a great job, I would assume. But uh, when you're on a heater like this, it's it's almost like you get out of bed. You're like, oh, I can't wait to go to the rink. Yeah, it's always uh, a lot more fun to come to the rink when you're when you're winning than losing. It's it's uh, you know kind of miserable sometimes when you're on a bit of a cold streak. But you know, gladly, it, it uh, the skills comp came at the perfect time when we're on a big winning streak. So it was it was very fun. Now I'm on the flannel foxes. So go to flannelfoxes f o x e s dot com, and they've got uh, right on the front page. Uh, uh, you've you know got a lot of hair gel in that that picture. That's for sure. Um, but they got the cloudy line rain snow or shine and you've got the uh, the skates with the the wings on it and then you have one with the with your the toothless smile on the back so it kind of picks in both um how was the photo shoot for you uh it was it was actually uh you know really really easy they did an amazing job we were, it went to that uh the crestwood outdoor rink okay there. yeah, so yeah. We were on that rink and it was super quick and they, they the sun was setting perfectly it just it happened out really well and um you know, some of the pictures were a little tough when, you know, it was pretty cold outside and I was taking the uh, T-shirt photos, but, <laughs> uh, you know, it uh, worked out really well. I'm, I'm uh, super happy with how they did it. Now, I remember Kevin Lowe talked about, uh, you know, when Glenn Sather, when those guys going way back, said he wanted one play, each player was responsibility to team up with a, with a charity. And he said, you know, looking back was one of the best decisions ever that they made him do. Because at first you're like, ah, oh, geez, I'm not sure. And then you get into it. Now that you've done this a few times with the star, how important, like, how invested do you feel? And you feel like, you know, this isn't something that I have to do. This is something I want to do. Yeah, I think, you know, me and my family kind of, when I was making my way into the league, we were thinking of something I could do to kind of give back to the community. Because we, you know, we always thought it was a pretty important thing to do. And, uh, you know, it all just happened out, out kind of, you know, out of nowhere. And. Um, you know, it's been great. Uh, you know, going to the Staller, it's it's so fun, and, and they're so you know helpful for us. So, um, you know, I think it's really important. I think you know everyone in the community could, uh, you know, it does a great job. But um, yeah, it's been super uh, super great so far. Ryan McLeod joins us. Of course, you can go to flannelfoxes dot com. Uh, that's where the apparel is. Also today, the uh, the pop up store. You'll have uh, Ryan McLeod there. They got some of the uh, the cloudy apparel. Uh, Warren Fogel's coming by. Uh, uh, Connor Brown also will be by. That's from four to five o'clock. Signing autographs. All this stuff. Where is the where is it located? Um, I believe it is. It's in the middle of the mall, right. Trying to think. Cons, you went, were you there? Do you know where it is? Yeah, I was there. It's just by Bourbon Street on the first level. Oh, yes. okay. Oh, so right in the opening. Okay. So yeah, you pretty can't easy. Miss it. You're not a mall. Dude, I would, you asked me directions in the mall. Like, I know how to get in this entrance. After that, I'm kind of like, it's kind of by the ice rink, but I don't really know. Yeah, so. it's a big mall, so it's tough. Yeah. <laughs> Are you a shopper? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I come here a decent amount. Nothing too crazy, but a lot more, I think, online shopping I've been doing nowadays. Yeah. So, but yeah. Now, I have to ask, because we've got a lot of texts coming in, people wondering about, you know, you're on a heater right now. you got uh, five goals in seven games, eight points. The team's, uh, you know, uh, winners of six in a row, as mentioned. But 
you and Born Fogel played a lot together on the uh, the third line at times. You guys are actually quite good in the playoffs last year together. Uh, now you're playing with Leon Drysdale. You're playing the wing, and I know you've played wing a little bit in junior with with your older brother Michael. But you know Leon Drysdale's kind of a different player, right? Like there's one of the elite of the elite. Um, what has been kind of the most fun, or what's been the most eye opening for you now that you've had like because doing it one game, you played shifts with him before, I know, but. Doing it for this long of time, you've never played with him for that many games. I don't think you've ever played with David that many games. Or what? What have you learned as a teammate in seven games? It kind of like okay, now I kind of understand. This is what I need to do. Uh, playing with Leon, I'd say just always have your stick on the ice, or always be ready for a pass. I sometimes I'm like thinking there's no way I'm getting this puck, and it'll be you know right on my tape, and and I'm like holy, that's that's pretty incredible, but. Um, you know, Leon's message to me and me and Warren is just, you know, make his like go out and just try and make plays. I think, you know, he uh he wants the puck and, and so do we. And I think as of how we're gonna be effective is uh you know, you know, hanging on to pucks and, and making plays. And I think kinda me and me and Warren's job is to, you know, retrieve pucks and, and find him and, and he's gonna set us up. So it's been uh working so far. Hopefully we can keep building on it. How much confidence and it might be a strange question, but how much of a relief, how much confidence did you get from that empty net goal? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of one of those funny things where you're like, oh, it's an empty net goal, whatever, but I don't know, just for whatever reason, it just kind of took a little bit of weight off my shoulders, and I felt a little bit more free, and uh, just kind of kept keep trying to build on that confidence. Yeah, because, well, then you scored, what, I think it was 28 seconds into the next game. You're like, all right, okay, here, here. Because I saw your reaction when you scored. You're like, well, gee, I don't want to celebrate too much, right? But your teammates, I could see them say, hey, dude, a goal's a goal. Like, there's no pictures on the score sheet. And when you look on the stats page, there's no more goose egg anymore. And you see a one. And now, all of a sudden, you're up to seven goals. And, you know, you talk, like, you mentioned how Leon Drassel said, hey, hold on to the puck. That seems to be a real consistent message. Like, I look at the blue liners. Vincent DeHarnay, I was talking to the other day, he's like, man, I think I've held on to the puck more in the last month because Paul Coffey's like, hey, you make plays here. Um, how empowering is that as a player where you see it and you're all of a sudden like, it seems like something well, I should do all the time, but it's like, you know, you got to change your mindset a little bit because I know you're capable of doing it, but is there sometimes a case where you're like, you know, keep it simple, dump the puck in, and then you realize, well, this is actually better, even though, yeah, there's a little bit more risk involved, but there's way more reward. Yeah, Um I think our decor has been amazing with holding on to pucks and moving around the ozone. We're almost like playing like a, like a unit of five in the ozone. It's not you know forward and D. They're they're buzzing around, and, and I think it's it's causing a lot of trouble for the the uh, teams defending because they don't really we're kind of positionless there in the in the uh, ozone. So it's it's been a lot of fun. Um, you know, holding onto the puck. I think you know you want the puck on your stick as much as you can, and and you know when you don't have the puck, you gotta you know go try and get it back. So that's never you know very fun. So <laughs> I think kind of the message was. You know, if we have the puck, let's keep it. And if we if we don't have the puck, let's get it back as fast as we can. And um, yeah, sometimes I mean, you obviously got to chip it in and get it in deep, whatever. Like the cliche is, but um, I think the more amount of time we hold on to the puck, it's you know the other team is probably not going to score when it's on our stick. So it's uh, it's been uh, you know a big step up for a whole team, I think. Now, when uh, your good buddy uh, Warren Fogel's putting up a five point night, to, like what's being sick as. Uh, very few. Connor McDavid's never had five even strength points in a game, by the way, or Leon Drysaddle. And here's Warren Fogle who did it. And, uh, you know, first, him and Gagne are the only two guys to do it since Gretzky in 87. Like, it's hard to get five even strength points in a game. Um, how much fun are you having on the, like, when he has five, are you guys talking about six? Because they had a really good chance in the third period. He had a few of them. Um, yeah, no, it was pretty incredible. Uh, you know, he played, he's been playing, you know, amazing the last, you know, stretch, but that game, uh, you know he's making a lot of great plays, a lot of great passes, and, and it's one of those nights that they just, you know, most of those chances start going in. And um, I didn't know we had five until like a little bit later on the bench, but it was pretty, pretty insane. And he, uh, he could have had, you know, six. Obviously, yeah. you know, they're not all going to go in, but yeah, it was, a, it was pretty. Uh, Pretty special to watch. So when you say it, because I guess you know you're in the game, you're probably not counting other guys' points. Who brings it up that all of a sudden he's got five? Um, I mean, I'm sure he knew, but I think... <laughs> well, yeah, 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 yeah. So like, he's like, yeah, I got five points, Leon. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I mean, he didn't say... I think someone... Uh, I'm trying to think how it kind of went down. I, I'm pretty sure someone on the bench was like, holy, like five points, let's go. And then, uh, you know, obviously once you get five, you're trying to get you know, as many as you can, right? In the game, trying to oh. break a record or something. But um, yeah, no, super, super special night. You know, he he, uh, he earned it and it's crazy they're all even strength too. 
So we're I'm gonna let you go because I know you got to get to your signing. But how's your how's your autograph right now? How do you rank it? Are you are you a Gordy Howe guy who takes a lot of time with it, or is it a little bit of chicken scratch? Um, I'd say I try, I try to do my best. Maybe the odd time it's a bit chicken scratchy, but um, it's definitely not a, a long time signature. It's it's just a kind of a quick little little scribble and you know put the number on it. But have you have you practiced your autograph to make it better? Oh, 100%. I've changed it a couple times over the years. Um, still up for suggestions if anyone wants to, you know, change it up a bit. But Ooh. So uh, what did you change in your autograph from, like, the rookie Ryan McLeod autograph till now? Um, there's still a couple different fonts in the letters. Okay. Uh, I think I made it a little bit shorter, too, just because, you know, when you're doing all those hockey cards and stuff, it's it's uh, you got to get them out pretty quick. So, um yeah, just try to make it as personal and, and uh, as quick as possible. Well, we're going to get you to sign that T-shirt, and we're going to give it away to one of our uh, listeners today. Uh, the con man went and picked that up to support the cause for uh, for, for the Cloudy uh, clothing line, which, of course, uh, helps the Stollery fantastic facility in the city and, and helps out so many kids. So uh, you'll see uh, Clowder is uh, signing it right now uh, here in the uh, Sports 1440 studio, and we'll give that away on a pause of Friday to someone. No pressure on there. Just yeah. no spelling mistakes, right? Make sure you, you get it correctly. And really want to appreciate you uh, coming in Ryan and uh, we got a lot of text messages from uh, Oiler fans uh, uh, fired up about it. Uh, I do. Uh, you put it out there on social media, and uh, I'd be amazed at the answers you would get from people's suggestions on what your autograph should look like. That would actually be quite comical to uh, see, see what they would come. I'll hold up it up with. right now. I mean, it's tough. It's tough to sign T-shirts and stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's the uh, that's the one right now. Okay, not bad. Well, not bad. Uh, yeah, I'd say. Not my best work, but, you know, <laughs> you know, what can you do? Not your best, but then I, one last before, I know that he doesn't coach you, but he's a Hall of Famer. He's one of the greatest players of all time. What, what has it been like having Paul Coffey around and, you know, any kind of cool interaction conversation you've had with him since he was hired? Well, I've actually known uh, Coffey a, a while, and I coached my uh, brother Mikey in uh, minor hockey. Oh, so oh, that's right, I, in junior. I, I uh, was, you know, kind of getting called up and stuff when he was uh, – when he was a coach of the Marlies, and uh, so that we have a great family relationship. He's he's amazing. He uh, his kind of his message was to the D: just like make as many plays as you can, get the puck up into the forest hands, you know, as clean and crisp as possible. And um, you know, I think as a team, we've been doing an amazing job. Um, obviously, the offensive side, of the D have been you know moving around the ozone stuff really well. So. I get a lot of credit goes to him, but I think a lot of it also just goes to you know how well our deer are playing right now. And uh, speaking of your parents, uh, it was quite the road trip. Uh, your parents were in town; they saw a lot of wins. The Oiler fans like we got to get this, the McLeod parents to all the games. But you know, like that New Jersey game, you win, of course. But your brother has a few points. You have multiple points. Uh, that's got to be a pretty cool post game moment for the McLeods and, their, and your parents. Yeah, it was unreal. Um, you know, it's honest. It's it's not my favorite game plan against him. It's pretty. I find it pretty nerve wracking. I you know I I wish the best for him and. And, uh, you know, he had an amazing game. And, and luckily, I got a couple goals, too, to, to back it up. And we got the win. So, because I think they swept us last year. So, yeah. it's good to get, uh, I think we swept them this year. So, that was huge. So, um, I guess on the next year and see who can get the, the series win. How is the bragging rights for, like, you and your brother? Because you're, ba- you're a year and a bit apart, right? He's a year older than you. How, like, how competitive are the summers? Very. We, uh, yeah, we train together and we're on the ice deal every day. And it's, uh, it gets pretty intense. I'd say there's, there's quite a few, uh, Scrums. I was just going to say, so. your, I've seen your brother throw down. And he can throw down a little bit. So do, do you have like, are you going to Ryan Nugent Hopkins of the order fans one day and just all of a sudden drop the gloves and be tossing bombs and everyone's going to be like, what? Uh, we'll see. I don't, I don't know. We uh, If it runs, if it's in the blood, then maybe. I haven't had a career fight yet. So um, Have you come close? Do you ever think about doing it? Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, just kind of, I don't know. Waiting for the right moment, I'd say. <laughs> I, I don't know. We'll see, though. Well, it is, uh, it's funny because I was reading an article and the other day, guys like, well, you know, you're nervous. And then once you get over one, it's like, okay, no, like it's obviously a big deal, but you know, it's not like you're going to go out there and fight Ryan Reeves in your first fight. I would assume not anyway. So, but I did like, I was kind of surprised at your brother's fights. Like he can really chuck him. Yeah. He was, uh, he had a really good one against Deloria last year. Which yes. I think he, uh, you know, it was kind of a, a the next level for him. Yeah. He's, you know, probably, one of the, the toughest guys in the league, right? And, and uh, so that was great that he uh, they stood in there, and he did a did a great job too. So um, I don't think he's too uh, too worried anymore. Do you watch? Like, do you guys watch each other's games all the time? Like, are you texting each other after the other guy plays? Are you making sure that you're watching the Devils games, or at least recording them highlights? How does that work? I tr- I try to catch all of them. Um, you know, they're actually you know one of the teams that are, are super fun to watch. They're super you know 
you know, high end and they got a lot of scoring. So it's uh, it's always fun to tune in them. And you know, obviously the Bros on the team, he's having a great start to the year. So yeah, um, yeah it's been, uh, I try to catch as many games as I can. Well, Ryan, uh, thanks so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Uh, great job with the, the clothing line, helping out the, uh, the stall rates. It's very important, as you mentioned, to get back to the community, to a community that gives a lot to the Edmonton Order. So uh, kudos to you doing it on your own. And uh, again, for anybody, they want to come down to uh, West Edmonton Mall, uh, Ryan, and along with uh, Warren Fogel, Connor Brown will be here from uh, 4 to 5 o'clock. Uh, just at the end of uh, Bourbon Street, they got a little pop-up window there. You can buy some of the cloudy apparel, which all the, uh, you know, they're going to support the uh, stallery, or you can go to Flannel Foxes, that's uh, plural for foxes, uh, dot com, and uh, you can see the uh, the cloudy clothing line right there. Thanks for your time. Thanks for coming in studio. Thank you so much for having me. That is uh, Ryan McLeod. We'll take a quick break. Uh, we'll come back on the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440 Live, Oilers Nation YouTube. 352, welcome back to the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440 Live on Oilers Nation YouTube. And, uh, you know, Ryan McLeod, big fan favorite. Based on the uh, text line, uh, lots of people who are uh, huge fans of uh, Ryan McLeod. Uh, you know, the, the the toothless smile, I think, uh, resonates with people. Uh, obviously, his skating ability is rather, uh, rather noticeable to watch. Uh, right now, he's on a heater with uh, eight points in uh, seven games. Uh, he and Warren, Warren Fogel, actually, uh, him and McLeod are, uh, well, McLeod's tied for second. Fogel's first in five-on-five five points for the orders over a six-game span, so a uh, seven-game span. So good for them. Obviously, that line playing quite well. Obviously, the Connor McDavid line is rolling. The entire team is rolling. The orders are uh, 13-3 and three in their last 16 games, the most goals in the NHL, uh, tied for the fourth fewest goals allowed. Usually a pretty good recipe for success uh, when you're scoring a lot and not giving up much. And they take on an Ottawa Senators team tomorrow. Like a lot of the teams this month, a team that's struggling. And Ottawa's got some offensive firepower, so you can't play loosey-goosey. But the Orders haven't. The Orders really haven't played overly uh, loose as of late. You're going to give up some chances. Stuart Skinner has been uh, stopping the majority of them as of late, which is, uh, which is big. And um, you look for tomorrow night. I think it should be a pretty interesting. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Containing game. Guys, really enjoy that interview with Ryan McLeod. He's becoming more of a fan favorite all the time. I love the fact that uh, he's taken his own initiative to help out in the community. That is huge. Makes me like him even more. That one comes in from uh, Dan. Hey, guys, Cloud, a really good interview. Impressive from Patty in Spruce. Uh, I enjoy Ryan McLeod. He's a good guy. We have, you know what? Uh, he's a guy who, like, he loves talking hockey. Like, he's, uh, he knows that I coach my son. So he's always asking me about my son's team because his dad, uh, coached him and, and he loved it. Um, you know, p- playing for his dad when he was a young kid, obviously him and his brother. Um, Ryan's a 99 and, uh, Michael's a 98. So, you know, they play on teams every, every few years together, which is, most siblings out there, if you get along, it'd be always kind of cool. Most siblings are two years apart, right? So you kind of never get that chance to play together till maybe a little bit later on in life sometimes. Or if you're in a small town, it's always kind of cool to play in a game. Heck, even when you play men's league together with the, with your siblings, it's kind of fun if, uh, if that's what you know, or, you know, uh, 
got uh, two girls and they're playing sports, whether it's volleyball, basketball, whatever you play with your siblings, kind of, uh, it's kind of fun for sure. Guys, you should have asked him. I'd take his brother on our team any day. That Delorier fight was impressive. It's true. I watched, I was like, what? And it like, Delorier's a big man. And, uh, Michael McLeod held his own. And so, uh, as Ryan said, maybe, cause remember when Ryan Nugent Hopkins just fed, uh, Justin Hole with a few uppercuts? Very smart fight, right? Cause he was throwing the uppercuts, much less chance of, uh, busting up your knuckles on the visor. And, uh, you know, Ryan Nugent Hopkins kind of, you know, the young, everybody, you know, he looks like he's what, like they, did they still call him baby Nuge? Maybe not. Maybe now that he's a dad, probably not, but he, uh, he has a very youthful look to him. And he kind of comes across as like the, you know, the kid next door, very nice, which he is. But that fight for Justin Hall, I think, uh, order fans, when, when you have somebody do something that you don't expect, uh, the fans really gravitate towards it. Like Warren McLeod scoring five points gets people fired up. And uh, if Ryan McLeod ever did drop the gloves and, you know, if he can fight like his brother, let me get a few tips there. It could be uh, it's a nice little uh, extra attribute to have in, you, in your bag every now and then. I don't ever expect Ryan McLeod to suddenly be a pugilist by any stretch of the imagination. I don't think they need to be. But uh, if he does drop the, the mitts once, I would think it's uh, it would be something that, um, you know, order fan, fans across the league get excited when you see guys who don't fight uh, drop the gloves for sure. Hey, guys, uh, it was interesting last night. Uh, Gagne's was huge. Uh, Vinny's was decent for a new guy. Uh, Stewart's was very loud. I was wondering about was McLeod super happy the crowd was loud and let him know how his hard work is being noticed. Uh, proud Euler fan moment from IMAC. Uh, also a very happy nurse. Got a good sized cheer. Wow. It'd be hard to be. I, I, you, you really haven't seen anybody complain about Darnell Nurse because there's nothing to complain about. He's played quite well. He's played very well, in fact. Right. Well, the whole team is right now. The, you know, after the first 12 games where the orders were brutal, like brutal, everybody knows that they were playing bad. There's, you can't sugarcoat it. You can't just say it was bad luck. They were just playing bad. And uh, since then, though, like the great stat is on November 10th, the orders were 20 points behind Vegas. 20. Now they're 10 points behind Vegas with four games in hand. Vegas lost again last night. Vegas is really kind of struggling. The orders are rolling. And the orders month of January, I outlined every team's month in an article. If you want to see it, you can go to uh, ordersnation.com as it uh, as it outlines um, just how they've gained ground and, and who's playing where next. So the orders, and I looked at all the teams in the Pacific, Calgary even, uh, Seattle, LA, Vegas, and Vancouver. The orders only play 10 games the rest of the month. They only have two games against teams currently in a playoff spot. That's Toronto and Nashville. They have four on the road and six at home. You look at Vegas. Vegas plays, they play 11 games, but they play the Islanders, Colorado, Boston, Nashville, the Rangers, Jersey, the Islanders again, the Rangers again. Like they got a much tougher sched for a team that's not playing very well. Orders could, you know, let's say the orders go eight and two. In the remaining 10 games this month, which I don't think is crazy when you look at they're playing Ottawa, then they're playing Chicago, then Detroit, then Montreal, Toronto home, Seattle, who they dominate. Then they're in Calgary. That should be a pretty entertaining game. Then Columbus, Chicago, and Nashville, a team they own. Like eight and two is like, that's not even being, I don't think that's outlandish to think that they could go eight and two when you consider all the rest and the quality of competition. So, and then you look at Vegas and you think, hey, they could gain more ground on them. Vancouver also had Vancouver's currently on a seven game road trip. Uh, tomorrow night will be the second of seven. They got New Jersey, the Rangers, the Islanders, Pittsburgh, Buffalo, and Columbus. Then they come back for uh, five home games. And they don't, you know, it's, it's funny the road trip. Everybody, Edmonton, Vancouver, Arizona, or sorry, Seattle, Calgary, they're all basically playing the same game, the same teams that come through town, right? Chicago, Columbus, Toronto, they're all facing them. Seattle. So it's just a matter of can you take advantage of it? And the orders, they can't get a better schedule. Because in February, though, starting on February 6th, the orders will have 37 games remaining, and that is the uh, the most. L.A. and Arizona will have 34. Vancouver, St. Louis, Calgary will play 33. Vegas and Seattle will play 32 games, and Nashville will only play 31. So uh, that's why I think it's imperative this January to uh, to put the hammer down, go 8-2. and two. If you go better than that, it's like, you know, you're going to play well some nights like they get Tampa Bay and lose. It's going to happen, I would think. And there's probably going to be a game where they have a stinker. It's just inevitable, I would think. Right? Like, no one's winning every game. So, but you go 8-2, and two, you really set yourself up.
for uh, for a good uh, a good shot. The guy's uh, Nuge almost knocked a haul right out of the league. Well, got a pretty good contract in Detroit. Good for him. Good for him. It's just after uh, 4 o'clock. Let's get to uh, Connor Halley. And uh, Kaza, how do you want to give away that uh, Ryan McLeod t-shirt? Well, uh, Gregor, we're going to do this on social media. Ooh, so, okay, uh, nice. We've, we're going to do it over Facebook, Threads, Twitter, and Instagram. Okay. You can qualify once on each platform, and we'll do a draw I'm going to give it 24 hours. We'll, okay. we'll give it away tomorrow afternoon. There you go. I like it. So uh, there's a comment. So if you follow uh, on uh, on Sports 1440, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, X, and uh, and threads even. Hmm, wow. All right. We'll see. It's a lot of extra work for the comments. Committed. He is committed. Let's get to a Sports 1440 update brought to you by Fountain Tire. And, hey, maybe you were waiting. Well, the snow has come. Don't wait any longer. You don't want to be slip sliding all over the roads. Get into FountainTire.com. You can get your uh, winter tires put on. And also, they got high-end mechanics. They do lots of other work outside of tires. Book yours now at FountainTire.com. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 